Hey everybody, this is Carrie Davidson and Dr. Stephen Cowan, and you are listening to From the Ground Up, a podcast for parents. In this show, we teach you how to solve some big parenting challenges using holistic strategies. And what's really cool, we match the new strategies to your natural strengths and challenges so you know exactly what you need to grow inside yourself to implement them. Now let's get started. Take the free online Tornasol Kids Assessment on our website for yourself and for your kids at T-O-U-R-N-E-S-O-L-Kids.org. Get your scores for each of the five elements, fire, earth, gold, water, and wood. Your scores show you how you'll engage with the strategies we teach. Now, get ready to know your kids better and prepare to become the very best version of yourself along the way. episode, we're going to find out what you're supposed to do when you have a drama queen tantrum child on your hands, and everybody's been there, and if not, you will be soon. So Dr. Cowan, this is huge. I see this happen in the most inopportune places, in restaurants, in the coffee shop, in in the grocery store. You have a poor parent alone with a tantruming two-year-old. And it's almost like it's a lost cause. There's nothing you can do. And the poor parent is crying or miserable or just standing there with their hands out. What do you do? What do we do about this? Yeah. Well, you know, the classic for me was always every plane I ever got on, because I'm a pediatrician, they would invariably sit me next to a parent of a two-year-old who's having tantrums because they don't want to be confined. They want to run up and down the aisle and things like that. So how do you handle a drama queen two-year-old, right? Yeah. And so the first step in this, because I get asked this all the time, you know, I would rather be proactive about it. But first, understand that tantrums in two-year-olds is about the word no. Mm. At its core, it's about discovering the magic power of no. Um, you know, before that, there is no concept, really. It's careful and, you know, all this stuff. But it's no doesn't actually mean anything. When a child starts learning no, it's no, right? And it becomes insane. So understanding the principle that la- language development is the key to tantrums, right? That they need to be able to express emotions in a more language-based way instead of just exploding. So what we're really describing is that everyone, whether you're a fire personality or wood or gold or water or earth, we all go through a fire stage around two, two two-ish. It's not exactly two. Based on when we move from moving around things, a kind of woody exploration, to speaking into the world. And that is filled with a lot of drama because the concept is learning how to control or regulate or channel your emotions in a more mature way or in a more graceful way than just a puddle on the floor like it's the end of the world. The first step for parents is to not lose your sense of humor. 
because it's a fire stage and this is going to be dramatic. So nobody's dying. You may be embarrassed. Yeah. And it's very disruptive to the peace and calm and rainbows and, and, and unicorns you expected your family was going to be. But the first thing I do is say, you're really frustrated right now, aren't you, dude? You label it. The same way you're teaching a kid the color blue, you have to show them blue. This is blue, and that's blue, and that's blue, and that's blue, and that's blue too, right? The more you can do that, the more while it's happening, they get they click, oh, yeah, that's blue. So we're just naming this for ourselves and for the child, but mainly for ourselves. Oh, you're frustrated right now, right, dude? You need to get out that energy. Mm. When you're done, come give me a hug. Give them permission. You never punish a tantrum because that's like saying you're punishing being frustrated. Yeah. It makes no sense, right? So honor the emotion, label it, build some space. Do you need a hug or do you need to just cry it out? But then focus on the recovery. Mm. When you're done, High five. That was tough. That really, you were really upset, but you got through it. Mm. Maybe next time we can get through it a little shorter. It doesn't have to be an hour of screaming. It's That's a big picture view of a process that's unfurling. And then, since self-awareness is what these podcasts are about for ourselves and others, later that day, Reflect on it. You were really upset before, weren't you, honey? It was so frustrating. You had to cry and cry and cry, remember? But you got through it, mm. which is giving them the confidence that emotions aren't so scary because a lot of times it's like lighting a match, a tantrum, right? It starts with a little frustration and all of a sudden it's a fire out of control. And what hurts, what's scary for a little kid is those strong emotions. It overwhelms them, like fire, forest fire. So when we self-reflect on the recovery from that, we are better able to handle it next time. Mm -hmm. And then you can start planning for the next tantrum, which is so counterintuitive to what we want. We all want to believe, well, we got through that. Let's hope it never happens again, which is insane for parents. Plan for the tantrum. I'll give you an example. In the old days, when I was running my busy peds practice, everybody in the neighborhood were my patients. You know, I had 15,000 patients. So wherever I went, there were patients asking me, Dr. Steve, can you, you know, my kid in the, in the toy store, my kid has a rash here. Can you just take a look at it for a minute? It would drive my wife nuts. But <laughs> invariably, my fire kid would choose those times to have a tantrum. Because she knew I was going to just buy some toy to shut her up because I was so mortified in front of my patient. Very smart, right? Yeah. (laughs) This is the place I'll let it rip. Want to hear how to solve this challenge? Stay tuned and we'll show you how right after this message from our incredible sponsor. The health and well-being of our children are of utmost importance. And that's why we love recommending Griff and Ivy Rose to our friends and family. 
They offer a 360-degree wellness approach, including bath and body, probiotics, and herbal supplements, all influenced by traditional Chinese medicine with sustainable packaging. For more information on their products and mission, visit griffandivyrose.com. That's G-R-Y-P-H-A-N-D-I-V-Y-R-O-S-E.com. Now that sounds more calculated, but it wasn't really. I wasn't paying attention to her. I was being distracted from this special time that we were having. So you have to realize, so I got smart and said, hey, we're gonna go to the toy store or the playground or whatever. You're probably gonna have a tantrum when you're there because Mrs. So-and-so is gonna be there asking me about her kid. Let's plan what to do if you start feeling those feelings. Because this is wood feeding fire, right? This is how to control it, how to make a nice fireplace wood so it's not just blowing up all the time. And the self-reflecting is that self-awareness we want to build in. Forgive them. It's very frustrating to be two. The goal is to get to three where they can use their language and say, like a little kid came in the other day for me and said, I'm a little scared right now. Oh, I love that. Instead of melting down on the ground when, you know, they come into... That's mastery that's the goal don't lose sight of the goal that on the other side of this this kind of fiery moment in life is a goal of being able to predict what you're going to feel so that you can handle it right so you're not just a puddle of drama queen meltdowns all the time is learning to predict it learning you're probably going to feel frustrated what do you think you should do if you start feeling overwhelmed Things like that empower the child Mm -hmm. so they're not afraid of their emotions. Remember, at two-ish, we tend to get very black and white, very binary. There's happy, and every other emotion is over there. Yeah. And so anything that's not happy is bad. Yeah. (laughs) So if I'm uncomfortable sitting with a car seat, if I'm uncomfortable and unhappy because I can't have ice cream now. If I'm uncomfortable because I have to stop playing in order to fill in the blank for anything, right? That binary has to break down into shades. So here's another trick. So the first is to predict it, to label it, to self-reflect on it later so it doesn't just dissipate and then you're right back in it the next day and rebooting back into it. But here's another one. And you and I have talked about it before. It's called the mood meter. Mm. It's a game. And it's really an important game to play with anybody who's prone to drama queen meltdowns of any age. Yeah. You know, and there are plenty of parents I know who are prone to too. So it's understanding that we have shades of feeling. So I pick it to level one, two, and three. So there's level one frustrated, level two frustrated, level three frustrated. Mm -hmm. They're uncomfortable feelings. Level one sad, level two sad, level three sad. Now, Carrie, I'm going to ask you this. Think back on when you had just level one frustrated in your life. Not level three, because fire people like you tend to think about the things that are salient are the level threes. But think about just a teeny weeny level one frustration think of it i got it well when i so i like to freeze red grapes for a snack and i 
I know how many I put in the freezer and right. I, I expect that they're going to be there. And so level one frustration is when I go to get, I was so excited to have this delicious snack and someone finished the bag. That's level one. <laughs> now, did you, in that moment, go to level three and then have some self-awareness to say, oh, it's only level one. It's not the end of the world. Or did, did was there a little bit of level three rising in the moment of your discovery? Well, I would say that that there was a little like, you know, yeah, something a little more intense trying to bring- Maybe level two, <laughs> and you somehow had perspective enough to bring it back down to level one so it yeah. wasn't the end of the world. Yeah. That's the goal that we want for for parents dealing with meltdowns is to help the child develop the awareness that mm, rather than the attitude, oh, you're crying about nothing, that's dishonoring the emotion, the feeling, the experience, right? Mm -hmm. I get that you were looking forward to those. Yeah. <laughs> I accept that. I appreciate it. It's sweet. <laughs> but if you had fallen on the ground, or you start throwing dishes because of it, right. that's over the top, right? Yeah. So finding that shades of feelings mm -hmm. helps navigate them. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they're not as scary anymore. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. if you're in a level three with a child, one of the tricks I teach parents of two-year-olds, this is really the take-home is this idea of teaching them a tool when they're not upset that they can use when they are upset, when you see them starting to rise into three. And this is this idea of what I call power breaths. You breathe in, try this with me. Breathe in, make two fists, blow out as hard as you can and open your fists. <sighs> you always do three. And any negative feelings, any uncomfortable feelings, you're blowing out into the room. So, and you're you're demonstrating what it feels like to let go of them by opening your fists. You're releasing them, right? And so, when you're calm, like before bed or sometime, you practice the power breaths, so that if you see someone going into a situation that might be overwhelming, a birthday party where there's too much noise and the kid is liable to have a meltdown but being overstimulated. First, you practice your power breasts to practice releasing them before you walk into the room. Mm -hmm. If you're going up on stage for someone and you have a big thing, mm -hmm. because the, you know, it builds inside us. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're two or three, you can't handle that build and it has to blow out. It has to explode. So, you know, sorry, did you want to, I didn't no, want to. No, no, please. Something that this makes me realize this conversation is the as a parent the amount of frustration i have felt when my child is having a tantrum it can get off the charts because going back to like it could happen when you're late for a meeting at work when you know it could be horribly embarrassing when things need to get done and it's the worst most inopportune moment and so the parent you know, me, I guess, in this case, I have all those in increasing emotions. Well, that's because these kind of big emotions are contagious. Ah. Right? So when my dog starts barking at the mailman, the next door neighbor's dog starts barking, the dog down the block starts barking. Yeah. This intense emotion of any kind like that is contagious. So you're feeling it. You're actually, especially a fire person, is feeling the contact 
intensity, right, mm -hmm. of, of the explosion. So that's true. There's also a, an attitude that we have to be careful of, which is this is ridiculous, this is about nothing. So both extremes, you're feeling the tension inside your body mm -hmm. because it's contagious. And the second is the attitude that this is ridiculous, you're making me late or you're embarrassing me, this is nothing, why you, you know, this is out of proportion. So both the attitude and the sensory experience can trigger the parents, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's so then you get to be the role model Right. Imagine without lecturing them or saying anything, but when your child sees you practicing, mm -hmm. that's a home run. Yeah. I mean, all the, all the things you just said that we should do for our children, I could see working for me, labeling it, self-reflecting later, making a plan for, look, I my kid's probably going to have a tantrum right when I need to go to work. So what am I, what I need yeah. to be ready and the mood meter. Like all of this stuff is and the power breath. And the power breath totally helpful for Yeah. Adults. So these are all tools you can use as parents mm -hmm. so that you're not defenseless when you're confronted you had this sweet little kid and all of a sudden it's a raging maniac in your house. <laughs> yeah. And everybody goes through it. To a lesser, greater degree, depending on who your child is. You know, a water child's tantrums look like this. <laughs> Oh, a fire child's tantrums are like, boom, right? Yeah. Right. So it, there's a different degrees depending on who we are. But nevertheless, everybody's going to go through frustration. It's what they're called growing pains. Yeah. And what I've always taught you before is feel the pain within the no. Yeah. And then feel the need, see the need inside that, you know, that pain. Yeah because then you feel you, you find the love. Exactly. Exactly. That's the compassion rather than the I'm not getting what I need right now. Ah. And that's where the growth is, right? Yeah. That's where the, the, the self awareness is growing when you play it out as a golden opportunity to practice something, rather than just shutting up your kid. That's really important. It turns it into a positive opportunity. I love it. I'm going to go see if there's any grapes in my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Practice your breathing first. I will. <laughs> All right. See you next time. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you find value in this podcast, please share with your friends and families so we can continue to spread awareness and impact the lives of others.